Measure W is a local parcel tax for safe, clean water on this November's ballot. It would help clean trash and toxins from our beaches and ocean and capture and store billions of gallons of water we waste each year. Learn more about Measure W at safecleanwaterla.org. Hello and welcome to an all new episode of Talking Mayans MC. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California. And of course, I'm happy to be here with you. I'm joined by my lovely co-host, the one and only Jen. How you doing, Jen? I'm doing really, really good. I'm super, I'm actually really, I'm more excited to talk about this episode than I think I have been to talk about any episode previous. So let's get to it. Let's get right to it. We're not going to waste any time. The uh, name of this episode. This is episode five of the of the uh, series, but uh, episode three of our podcast, and uh, we're going to be covering the episode uh, Unch, Unch. I'm sorry, slash opossum or possum. And you know, before we get into the episode, uh, one thing I don't know if we've talked about. You know, every episode has some sort of animal theme to it, and uh, the first episode, Pedro Dog. Um, we also had uh, an owl episode. We've had, you know, we've had a scorpion. Oh, that's right, the scorpion. Yeah, and next week is a uh, gato. So, which is a uh, what is that? Uh, cow. cow. So, uh, do you see any uh, symmetry there? I mean, we we saw it with the first one. I think we even mentioned it. But um, do you see anything there with the titles? And the actual animal. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure. Although I will have to go back and kind of take a look. But I do think that there are some, obviously, there's some uh, symbolism pieces moving through it. I mean, the 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 thing that that makes me wonder, sort of, how this all ties together is is kind of um, what each of these animals is supposed to represent. Or whether they're supposed to represent like an individual person Mm -hmm. inside of the episode itself. Because it does seem to sort of follow that theme. But maybe it's something wider. I'm I'm 100% sure. Hmm. Well, I'll say this. Of all the animals or the animals or insects or whatever that they focus on, this is my least favorite. Because I hate possums. I hate any kind of rodent. So, (laughs) So, and then we had, what, about four four appearances of possums yeah. uh, at the beginning and I think didn't they all end up dead I, except for maybe one uh I don't know the possums yeah the first one got ran over right and then there was one no the, there was one at that meeting and I don't think nothing happened to that one they, they, they didn't get they didn't get killed they just played possum they just played dead I could have sworn he ran over the first one no 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 he just played dead uh, uh, uh okay. Yes. Oh my I'm, god, I'm, I'm totally sure because oh, okay. we talked about it. We actually talked about how funny it was and who was going to play dead in the episode. Ah, yeah, hmm. interesting. Um, okay, so let's get into the actual episode. Uh, as you, it was another doozy, and once again, you know, kudos to this show. They really play with time, unlike uh, other shows. Uh, going back to its roots with. Um, excuse me, uh, Sons of Anarchy, you know, uh, they're not afraid to have longer episodes. And this episode was an hour and a half, and it was all good, you know? It was. Yeah, it's very good. It was definitely worth it. Uh, what I loved about it is the two brothers, Angel and uh, Easy or Ezekiel, uh, they, I love to see them together. And I really, I really love how you know, they got into the danger and then they fought and they hugged it out. And, you know, I I really love the ebbs and flows of their relationship in this particular episode. What about you? 
Um, yeah, I think I would agree with that. I, I, I do. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, how would you describe uh, their relationship so far, five episodes in? I, I, it's in, it's an interesting relationship because it's certainly not the the standard kind of brother brother relationship. It, there's something uh, almost. Um, it seems like there might be something hidden in that relationship, something that we maybe don't know about. Um, but aside from that, you know, it, it does feel like they not just both care about each other, but based on EZ's response to what happens, it, it feels like there's a genuine sense of not just, uh, you know, hey, you're my brother, I'd do whatever for you, but like real true love like honest care and, and in a weird way even their fight scene seemed to be like i care about you so much so i'm going to beat you up <laughs> right what well, i love it you know and even if it's not your blood brother uh, a lot of us guys have you know experience in a dude that you care about getting into a fight and then afterwards you know you know being able to put it aside and almost laugh you know and re- really laugh about it you know because it it got really silly, and which I think helped in that that little fight that they had, which was hilarious. So true. Also, the fact that they both sort of looked at their mom and said, "Sorry, mom." <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that was great. Right. It, I mean, it's so much to unpack in the show episode. So I want to start off with the the family stuff, and uh, I loved. I, I mean, I'm gonna sound like a broken record. So anyone who's listening and says you say this every week, uh, well, get used to it. Uh, Edward, Edward James almost once again was just fantastic in this episode and I loved I loved how gangster he got it was so cool you know when he um, when he pulled with Jimenez and uh, did you see that one coming? It, no well I mean sort of I mean y- you could kind of tell something was brewing but I think you're right there's that whole he, he did this like um, he did this like switch on a dime kind of thing where he went from being you know the easy sort of you know uh difficult but loving dad to oh no you did not kind of man which i I thought was actually really good i I swear only somebody like him could even pull this off without looking like they were schizophrenic right and the um i love the idea that he showed pictures of him and you know with, with the uh you you know from back in the day with the severed heads and almost and telling them like hey don't make me go back to that guy I'd, I've left that guy in the past but I can bring him back uh, yeah <laughs> I, I, I've done some stuff <laughs> yeah just in case he was wondering if he had the capacity to do it he's like yeah I do <laughs> so don't f with me I love it it was it was clearly one of those you know you know what you know what that moment was like that moment was almost a parallel moment. Uh, between um, between Easy and um, I'm, I'm now I'm totally struggling for words um, when when they meet up in the uh, in the in the no man's land um, th- there was this moment where they start talking about the Godfather and that piece to me was sort of a parallel between what happened in the in the the scene where he says, you know, hey, look, I've done some stuff. It, it, it almost felt like they were running sort of a similar scene, like dad was going through the same thing that son was going through in reverse. Right. Right. And uh, yeah. So let me uh, let me uh, talk about uh, where, where do you think that's going? Uh, the Jimenez uh, Felipe uh, situation, because you know, obviously he will do anything to protect his family and and obviously his secrets too that he's kept for so long. So, what do you think that? Uh, what, how do you think that's gonna um, play itself out? I I don't know. I, I I keep thinking that that at first I actually really thought something totally different was gonna sort of transpire mm-hmm. with that character, and now I believe that. There's something a little bit more, um, maybe not insidious, but d- far more dramatic than we could possibly know, which which sort of makes it interesting, once again, like we talked about last week, with the kind of moral ambiguity that's going on here. There's so many blurred lines that it, that it is, uh, 
I, I can't imagine being the person on the other side of being shown those pictures and being told back off. I, I, I mean, I know like, you know, when we're watching a show, it seems like, wow, that's super amazing. And wow, you know, how awesome and brave, but, uh, but really when you think about it, that's really powerful. So I, I don't know because that took a, a whole lot just to be willing to do that. I noticed that when he was like holding the picture, you know, um, he pulled the picture right back. Like, that's not yours. This is my property. Right. I, like, he was almost possessive of that memory. Right. That's exactly how it felt. And he did keep those, you know, so that says a lot right there, you know, that he that he actually kept that. Y- yeah. That, that he kept it and then was willing to use it as a way to say, this is who I was. Th- this is who I could become, I guess. Yeah. So I'm very interested in seeing how this is going to uh, play itself out. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, in, in some ways, I'm actually sort of worried for him. Really? Just because, yeah, just because, I don't know. I mean, in, I, I fought the law and the law one seems to be a, a <laughs> pretty pervasive theme in all of Kurt Sutter's stuff. So I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll definitely see. Okay, so... Uh, I have a bone to pick with um, Emily, and I and it's gonna probably oh, sound like I'm gonna be picking on Emily quite a bit, but she just does things that irk me so much. And the thing that that I really just hated was the fact that she essentially put uh, the bodyguard that's driving her around's life in jeopardy. She put Easy's life in jeopardy. She might have put her own life in jeopardy, uh, potentially. Uh, what is the deal with Emily? I mean, was that something that you, you know, that you had issue with as well? So, okay, you're talking about when they met in the trailer, right? That, yeah. That, okay. yeah. So, so first, uh, so first, I think, at my first impression was that she was trying to... Um, have her own moment of reconciliation, not with EZ, but with what she had done in her past. That, you know, basically that she had, uh, that she'd had uh, an abortion, that it was to spite him, that it was mean, that it was, she feels like she's being punished. And, and, and in that moment, I did feel sympathy for her. I, I, I actually had a lot of empathy in, in that direction. But, you're right. She keeps putting herself in these positions that seem ridiculously dangerous. <laughs> and not just ridiculously dangerous, but also, they, like you said, they're putting other people in danger, and it doesn't seem to matter to her that this is what's happening. That, and I, 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 I'm not even sure if anything, if it, I'm not even sure if she would have really thought through the consequences if Angel hadn't walked in. Right. It just, if that's exactly how it felt. Yes. And EZ also, what the heck? I, I mean, I, I want to think that he's so much smarter than that, and yet he just is like so sucked in. It's, wow, that was actually really surprising. Oh my God. It was so, I, I mean, I just lost it. You know, like, what is this, what is this person doing? Like, why is she uh, uh, doing this? Because it's it's selfish, just so that she can have a moment. You know, I understand the need to want to, but you know, there's people's lives on the line here, and you know, to me, it's really selfish. You know, for her to do that. You know, she made this choice to be in this life. You know. Well, I I, I think there's another aspect to this, too, which is and and I I feel like we can't overlook this without and I know it's going to sound harsh and and in a weird way. I'm actually okay with that. Emily is and I think may have even said this last week. Emily is involved with a drug cartel boss. That's not by accident. She didn't stumble into this relationship. It wasn't she knows what's going on. She says said it numerous times. There's this life and then there's that life. 
and I have tried to keep them both very separate. Well, this is sort of the big wake-up call that the that those two pieces can never be separate, and that and I feel like that's what she's doing with Easy too. She's trying to say, well, I have a separate life with Easy. No, I don't mean a life, but like I have a separate compartment for Easy, and it won't reach what's going on with my life with the the big cartel. I can totally keep them separate. And the, you can't. You totally can't. And for her not to see that is ridiculous. But for EZ not to see it is even more ridiculous. Like, I sort of wanted to shout through the TV that they were both being ridiculously stupid in that moment. Yeah. I mean, my thing is, I understand that he he cares for her and he wants her to be be good. But the thing is, he has she has a wife. I mean, I'm sorry, she has a husband. She has someone now to to look after him. I mean, look after her. So, you know, he really needs to. I mean, she really he really needs to let her go. I know it's not easy. Get it? <laughs> but uh, you know, he needs to really let her let her go. I mean, you know, it's. You know, now he's the star of the show, so more than likely he's not going to be the one that that uh, pays the ultimate price for it because you know it's a TV show, right? So, All right. Uh, but you know, I don't know, man. It just drives me crazy though when people do such stupid stuff. But neither do we as the, as the viewers want to watch, you know, five seasons of EZ being victimized by the drug cartel either. Right. So, I mean, there is a line sort of to to get through, which up to now they seem to have done a really good job with. Although it, it you know, in a, in a strange way that, again, I have to go back to that meeting in the desert. You know, it's it was so strange because... It felt like when they were talking about, you know, they both spoke Latin and things like that, that, that they both understood the Godfather as sort of like, you know, hey, here's where we are. Um, and Easy even saying, I don't know who I am in the movie as long as I'm not Fredo. Mm-hmm. It, it was like that was a perfect metaphor for where we are in the series right now. Hey, I don't really know who I am. I'm still trying to figure it out, but just as long as I'm not the guy that that gets the the that gets the worst consequences ever, um, and and for and for us to experience that, and then him sort of being on the same playing field with all of those little pieces, but at the same time knowing they're not on the same playing field. I mean, like it's like this is how they see, or no, I shouldn't say this is how they see. This is how EZ sees it. But how it really is, is not that. Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. It was sort of bothersome. And I don't mean bothersome in a bad way. I mean bothersome in like, you know, it was bothersome to be to see the character think that he, like, almost smugness. Like, it, it, it almost felt like, oh my God, Easy, what are you doing? It's been you've been through already so much how can you not see that this is like a standoff and he's telling you basically not just back off but look buddy i have the upper hand and for easy not to play it that way felt oh it just felt like oh wow this is gonna this isn't gonna be good yeah he um yeah he he as smart as he is, he sometimes he can be stupid but should we chalk that up to just you know he you know love or whatever I, I don't think you can just chalk it up to love. I don't, because I don't think, see, I, I don't think that what Easy feels for Emily is actually love, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I think what Easy feels for Emily is past that is gone. Okay. And, and I think he's trying very hard to hold on to that past because that's what gives him identity. But like he just said in the, in the, in the desert, it, look, that's not his identity anymore. He doesn't really know who he is. And mm-hmm. so until he finds an identity, Emily is the closest thing that he has to this is who I was. Well, that and his dad. But I mean, but I think Emily represents something different than his dad does. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, does this change the way you feel about him as a character this last episode? It it definitely pivoted a bit. Um, not that I thought that he was you know, all that sort of, uh, you know, hey, I've got all the answers before, 
but now I think I really understand just how lost he really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, in that way, it definitely did make me think that that the, that the character of, of Easy is somebody who has a lot more uh, internal struggle than I even understood previously. And and I mean, I actually attributed a lot of internal struggle to him previously because I knew what was going on with the feds and having to deal with his brother and having to deal with all these other secrets. But now I kind of realize there's something even bigger going on for him. And I think, again, it's lack of structural identity, which is pretty major. Yeah. Um, now you're tied into the fan community pretty pretty strong. Have you seen anything as far as in the groups about how they feel about the whole Emily uh, um, Easy relationship? Well, so most people that I know actually really hate Emily. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> that that's sort of the the consensus is who who could really. In fact, I'm the only one that stands up for her at times to say, "Well, wait a minute. There's this side. There's this piece. There's." But universally, for the most part, people really, and I think part of the reason that people don't like Emily has a lot to do with the fact that it feels like she's playing easy uh, without easy being sort of all there about it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't, it's not, it's she not uses a situation that, that I've seen in other series where it's like, well, okay, so here's the lead guy and everybody has to kind of say yeah he's the greatest therefore anybody that tries to mess with him is bad this is more of a case of she's playing both sides of the street with these guys and it really does feel really icky yeah she she um she uses him definitely yeah it's that's one of the reasons why i can see why so many people have such a strong opinion about her because she you know she she uses him in a emotional sense you know she uses him you know uh because she knows who she's married to and she knows what the consequences of them meeting is you know yeah 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 and and she also knows what easy has been through whether she realizes what kind of hell he was in you know for the past however long in jail it's it's not a she's gotta know how difficult this has been. I mean, I, I just can't imagine that she's not aware of that. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's let's get move on. Um, you know this this show has so many wonderful characters, and uh, you know, and you know we love the bikers, love Bishop, we love those guys. Uh, Coco once again uh, figured to be pretty you know, a pivotal in this episode and you're starting to see a narrative. Maybe he's, I don't know, the possum or something like that. Um, so, you wow. know, <laughs> maybe. you know, so they're thinking that maybe he might be the one that, uh, has been colluding with the uh, rebels. Uh, what do you think about, what do you, okay. What do you think if they were to find that out, their response are do you think it would be death would or what i i'm i gotta say i'm actually a little bit nervous for that character right now i (laughs) i i I, it's it does seem like a whole lot of consequences are sort of Mm -hmm. no not consequences there's a whole lot of coincidences first that Mm -hmm. are leading to bigger consequences for him and and i'm not it's not just that he's not aware of them Mm -hmm. it's it's so many of the uh, of the rest of the characters seem to be very conveniently pointing the finger in his direction, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not even sure if that is necessarily. Uh, I like I like in some ways I I kind of wonder if maybe this has sort of been a long time coming, mm-hmm. even though we haven't been you know we haven't seen it. Right. It it almost seems like well I mean. If they're questioning his loyalty, is there a good reason that they're questioning his loyalty? Like that kind of thing goes through my mind. Mm. Oh, so like maybe this ain't his first time. It doesn't it kind of feel that yeah. way. I mean, doesn't mm. it kind of? I don't know. Because they did there's jump to that. They sure seems, did jump to that. Yeah. Yeah, like there's maybe something more to this story than we know. 
Yeah. Wow, that's although, a... although to be honest, you know, there's there's also because uh, we know that this show has already done some nice twists and turns. Mm -hmm. There is something about being unassuming in this show, which does seem to lend itself to, hey, you know what? Quiet strength is actually a thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know that I don't know. He doesn't seem dumb. No, he's not, and I think he's he's one of those people that that is surprisingly brighter than you than you realize right right you know so uh and i and i'm you know uh, i mean that with no disrespect <laughs> you know <laughs> but uh yeah he does he's one of those people that you know you're like you're like you know what that guy he knows you know he's not he, he'll surprise you and he has more of a heart too than than uh people would think I have to say that the the person who really surprised me in this episode for their stupidity, other than Easy, was uh, was um, was Angel, walking mm -hmm. into a clear trap. Right. I mean, we as the viewers, I think. I mean, I don't know. There were five people in the room when I watched it, and we all said the same thing. This is clearly a trap. Mm -hmm. And so, for them not to have done any kind of advanced recon or been able to see that there might be something else going on here mm -hmm. just was like wow this guy is so blinded by what he wants to accomplish for uh adelita that he is just not thinking clearly uh adelita he obviously has a he is a super big thing for her and he'll do anything so no they're just friends Right. <laughs> Didn't you hear him say that? We're just friends. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I like, though, when they showed that force, though, you know, like when they came in and took all those guys out and all of that stuff, that was a great scene. That was a great scene. You know, we actually, a lot of people that I was watching this with had a really hard time sort of processing the fact that those were all kids. Really? Why? Uh, I don't know. I guess just because we're, you know, white Americans. Maybe that's it. Uh, but they, we had a really not we, but they did. They had a really hard time processing the fact that there were, you know, that these kids were basically like, uh, I don't know. They they called them contract killers, but uh, that's not what in my mind. That's not what I saw. What I saw was that that these kids have nothing else. They have no other. Um, there's no other hope for them, and she gives them hope. She they're. They are so loyal to her because of what she provides for them, which is, you know, a, a huge amount in comparison to what they get anyplace else. And that is, uh, that's big. That's no small thing. So for me, when I see those kids out there doing that stuff, to me, it just says, I mean, damn, the, 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 they are so loyal to her. This is what they're willing to do. That's big. And I don't blame them. I mean, who else has been there? You know, their 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 family's gone. They're you know, they're poor. Yeah. There's no opportunity. They're in a failed migrant community. I mean, this is this is serious stuff. This is not, mm. uh, you know, if you don't know where your next meal is coming from, the people who provide that for you with security and safety, you know, you repay that. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, except for that one kid, the the <laughs> the one that uh told <laughs> yeah the, the the one that's been marked already yeah so but uh yeah i don't know that's that's uh, uh that's interesting that they had that response i mean i guess i get it because you know it's not often that we see kids you know in that in that regard but you know it makes sense why they would be that way though it, I think it does. I think it made total sense. What, yeah. what, what was what was even more surprising, I think, was the fact that Easy told Adelita uh, something along the lines of, look, he's in this position because of you. And so this is why I want you to help him. And her response at first was obviously she wasn't going to help him. But then when he said that, it put her in a different position. It put her in a different frame. And then all of a sudden she started seeing I think maybe it a little bit differently like and, and maybe that's because people have sacrificed a lot to get her where she is and I feel like that was kind of mirrored with the 
um, with the scene between her and uh, the Monsignor. Right. Right, right. And I think she wanted to all along. To be honest with you, I think she always wanted to. And she just needed, she just wanted that little kick in the butt to do something it. to push her over the edge. Yeah. I, I think yeah. she was trying to be tough, you know, like, Hey, well, you know, it is not me, you know? And then, you know, she didn't, I think she always wanted to, to do that. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to say that's, that could be. <laughs> yeah. She, cause she, she cares about him. She's trying not to care for him. You know, she's trying to, to be this tough girl, which she is, you know, but, you know, who don't care, and I'm all about the mission. But, you know, she is, you know, she has a heart. So, yeah. And she did kiss him. Yeah. Which, you know, that was... She likes him. I I, I can't blame her. I mean, he's... Of, of everybody, he's got, like, this just big... I don't know. There's something about him that's like a teddy bear heart. <laughs> okay. It's crazy. It's so crazy. We're gonna have a talk about the guys you like. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not do that. That would be a two-hour episode into madness. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to. Me and you're gonna have to have that conversation one day. Uh, he's like a teddy bear. <laughs> that is funny. I mean, his heart. Okay. I mean, I know, but. Hmm. Just the fact that he's helping Annalisa in any way. The fact that he... And that's just the thing. That's He was so blinded by wanting to help her that he walked into a clear trap. I mean, it just... It, it felt like... How could you not not know this? I mean, you guys are smart. You guys, have, you guys were able to see a whole lot of other things. How could you not see this? Blinded by the vagina. Like, I don't know. Something. Something. Oh, it was the vagina. Believe me. But then, but then also, you know, then also for EZ to, to sort of coordinate everything so quickly was uh, quite a testament to, to sort of what, it was a testament to his ability to, uh, to deal with things. Like, clearly, this isn't his first time at the rodeo. Secondly, it feels like he's moving out of prospect ground into yeah you know what you're proving yourself to the to the group you're thought, proving yourself to the to the club i thought you were going to say uh it's a it's a, a clear testament to the script that he was able to do that <laughs> <so fast. laughs> well that too okay. yeah. yeah i think that was the more the testament than anything <laughs> but that's funny though the, the the one thing about this episode that people were really overly upset about, and it's mm-hmm. taken me a while to process this. <clears throat> it's taken me a good 48 hours to process it, for sure. Mm-hmm. Is the last scene. Okay. And it's... It, it, I mean, Twitter was crazy with it. Twitter was... And Kurt Sutter didn't help himself. Um, but... the. Let me ask you, before I say what I think, what did you think of the last scene? Um, I didn't see none of the stuff that people were saying, so I don't understand. Uh, um, uh, I know, I mean, it, it's hard to watch, uh, see a man beat a woman, especially when it's his wife. You know, I mean, well, I mean, it's not good to see anybody. But I think the only way that scene works is how it ends. Like, if they don't end up having sex after that, then, you know, that, that's the only way that scene works. And you don't totally despise it. But it's so funny because we've, we've watched a man, you know, burn a father and son and torch, cut man's arms off. You know what I'm saying? If you really think yeah. about it, it's probably not even close to the uh, worst thing he's done. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, if it was just that he beat his wife, you know. Um, but, you know, I think this is going to sound weird on my part. I was kind of hoping they, you know, that it was going to turn into sex 
to just say that that's like the way they play. You know what I mean? Because there's, you know, there's couples that they get down like that. You know, they, they, you know, they get into the whole, you know, that thing. So once it turned into sex and that might be just a function of how they, you know, how they fool around. Right. Uh, It made it a lot easier to stomach that scene. So, okay, and and that is one way to look at it for sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and 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 the way that the way that bothered me, the way the way that I think that a lot of people did see it and why it was bothersome is it felt so it, it felt like this was gratuitous first of all. Secondly, it spoke to a level of sort of uh, dysfunction between two people that is, once again, for what makes the show so great because it walks this morally ambiguous line, and, and I love that, but it also creates this sense of if these people, how can I even say this? I think in some ways they could have done this more tastefully, right? I get everything that they were trying to say. I get she made a choice to be with this guy. And and that choice is conflicted at every angle by who maybe she wanted to be, thinks she is or whatever. I mean, she says to EZ when, when she's talking to him, I don't know who I am. And maybe that's sort of what comes out in this scene, but but there was a, but there was a level of again just gratuitousness in this, which made me viscerally react. Like this is like it's so over the top that it feels almost melodramatic, and and so maybe it didn't serve the purpose that they thought it was going to serve. I am not complaining that the relationship is the way the relationship is because I think that that is important and I think it's valid, but I do take some issue with the way that it was presented because I think that there was a way to present this, which could have said exactly what they wanted to say without it being as violently gratuitous as it was. And, and Maybe I'm just really sensitive because of everything that's going on in the media right now and what's happening around the country. I don't know. It's possible. But in self-reflection on it, it bothered me because I don't want people to think that that this is in any way okay. And it felt like that's what they were saying. Like, well, it's okay because this is just their relationship. And I don't think that it is okay. It's totally wrong. Why? I mean, just, if that's just, what, if just that's by what... contrast, HBO did this with Nicole Kidman and Alexander Skarsgård, and we completely understood that it was an abusive relationship, and everything that happens in it <clears throat> is actually wrong. And so there is a way to do it. <clears throat> it's just in this context, eh, I don't know if they actually. I, you know what I love though is the he cut off a man's arms and bled. He bled out to death. He murdered and burnt up. A kid and his father. He had a. Uh, he had a. Um, yeah, I'm not talking a, about him. I'm not talking about him. I, I know. I, I get it. I understand. That's totally okay. I'm. Ta- I'm specifically talking about Emily. And and, and she <laughs> also had her hand in a nun being killed in a way. All right. She didn't do it herself or order it, but you know, she basically Michael Corleone did right. Right. But that's funny how. This is so. Uh, it's just funny how I, all of that stuff didn't make us cringe, but that made us cringe, you know. It, it, but see, I think you're, I think maybe not missing the point, but I think that there is a bigger point uh, available here, which is, which is this is a really difficult topic to deal with in any situation, and and it and it felt, uh, it felt even more difficult based on how they presented it. Of course, I mean, you and I have talked about this before. There's always this thing about 
you know, over the top violence is okay, but over the top sex is not because we're still at heart dealing with our own sort of moral issues. And, and I totally represent and, and mm -hmm. uh, well, not represent, but I completely respect that. And, and I get it, but there is, there's a part of this that just feels like it was so heavy handed. That's it. It was so heavy handed. Like, like, look, we have to show you every scrape and bruise on her body because see, get it, get it. She was abused. Now she's, now this is what's happening. I don't know. It just felt like there was too much emphasis on it and they didn't need to make it that way in order to make it just as powerful and just as impactful. I am not sympathizing with Emily. I am not sympathizing with him either. It, that has nothing to do with it. It was simply just the presentation of the content that made me go, Ugh. Was it that he hit her? Is that the, the thing that you had the issue with? Um, it's no. I, I, I mean, yes, but no, she hit him. That's right. not, I don't think that's actually what was going on. No, what I'm talking about was what, what felt like, ugh, it felt like Emily basically was doing what I think men believe women do by inciting them, by asking for violence, that asking for violence means asking for sex. And I didn't like that message. I just didn't like it. I'm sorry. I, I know maybe that's not politically correct or whatever, but that's just how I feel. I, did, I didn't like the presentation of that part of it. I get that they are dysfunctional as a couple, and I get that he's violent, and I get that she is still trying to figure out where she is in all of this, and that maybe being a part of that violence is actually important. But I didn't like the way that her hitting him, her telling him that that he was basically no better than his dad, like bring like purposefully provoking him meant that she was actually purposefully wanting sex. That felt wrong to me. Mm. Wow. Uh, I mean, honestly, I didn't have an issue with it. Uh, I mean, it was hard to watch, right, at first, until they had sex, and then it was like, oh, okay, that's how they get down. Um, you know, I think it fit very well in the, with those characters. I mean, it was very believable that that's I mean, because come on, in order to be in that kind of a relationship with that kind of a person, there has to be that, I think, component or there's something to that effect, you know? And so I don't know. I mean, it, you know, to be honest with you, I think the biggest danger that you can do is show a relationship that relationship as being anything but dysfunctional. Agreed. If you show that relationship as being, you know, too good or too, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? I think you do more I of do. a, yeah, disservice there. And, and I agree with you. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you. I am not, I am, I think I, mm -hmm. I can only restate this point so many times, but it is absolutely, positively, uh, uh, an absolute truth in this narrative mm -hmm. that she and he have a really horrible situation going on and that he perpetuates just as much violence as any person. But what I didn't like in this scene was the idea that she could somehow call on his violence in order to facilitate sex. It just felt bizarrely wrong mm. and, and again I, I'm maybe this is just okay this is what you want us to know and if this is what you want us to know then fine but there was no, but it, again it was just gratuitous in nature and th they, I think they could have either cut away earlier or given us several different ways of, of dealing with that that could have given us the same exact message hmm, hmm. interesting yeah, uh, that's, but you know what, though? Mission accomplished, because I think the one thing you don't want when you have a show like that is for an in, to have no non-reaction. So oh, sometimes sure. a reaction, you know, is what you want. You want moments. Like, I remember 
I hate to keep going back to Sons of Anarchy, but you know what? I'm going to stop apologizing for that. Yeah, uh, apologize. So there was a scene in the first season where uh, Jax and I can't believe Ma- Maggie Schiff's character. Uh, I can't believe I can't think of her name. The, the wife. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, wow. Uh, doesn't it begin with a D? Yeah. The, we'll say uh, his. No, his, no, Tara. 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 Somebody who's like a, a hardcore uh, Sons of Anarchy fan is like, yeah, these guys yeah. suck. They don't even know Tara. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's been a while, okay? Jeez, oh, no, Louise. I already know because I know how they are. They're going to be like, you don't even know the characters' names. How do you do a <laughs> podcast on them? I was like, I knew it at the time. It's been, it's been like 18 years. Remember, she didn't die in the first, in the last season. She died the second, the last. But anyway. <laughs> So there was a scene where Tara and Jax, uh, they killed that guy that was stalking her, the FBI agent that was stalking her. And she brought him in basically to kill him. And he was sitting over there dead and they had sex basically in front of the dead body. In the bathroom. Right. Yeah, I totally remember that. And before I even seen the show, I had someone told, because I wasn't even going to watch the show at first. I had like my mentor who's now deceased now. He told me about that scene. Uh, you know, that was the first, and then I had heard it from a couple of other people. And it's funny with that scene, that scene for a lot of people was either when they really got into the show or that was their exit point. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, there was a lot of people who I remember early on, they said, yeah, I was liking the show until they had that scene where they're having sex in front of the dead body. And then they, that was just like too much. Right. So. But some people, they were like, oh, man, this show's good, <laughs> you know, so I guess it's all up into ter- interpretation. This kind of feels like that moment in a way, you know, that moment where either you're going to continue along with the ride and, you know, this is what they do, you know, or or you're going to hop off because it's just too much. So maybe and 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 that, you know, that again, that could be unfortunately that we find ourselves in sort of a moment where this stuff is really important and so uh-huh. <clears throat> nobody wants to make light of it right but at the same time we all have to recognize that narrative content is obviously not reality and and uh-huh. that people this this stuff does happen people do this stuff for real oh yeah there are these situations in life and so i'm not nobody i am not i am totally not saying we should turn a blind eye to it i'm totally not saying that they shouldn't have included the content i am saying that there was a way to do it that could have been just a teeny bit more respectful to the audience and it would have felt just as impactful and we still would have gotten everything out of it so i i don't know i i don't i hope that it's not an exit point for people because I feel like there's a lot more to offer than what's going on here, but I also think I would understand. Hmm. Well, we we shall see. Okay, so um, uh, any last um, things that you want to get in before uh, we say goodbye? Uh, the, you know, the only other thing that I wanted to comment on was, um, it, you know, toward... Uh, not toward the end. I guess when they were talking about Coco and the guy told him to follow Coco. Oh, wait, I know, I know. One thing we didn't talk about at all, which I think was super important, was the tunnel. Right, he right. He found out that the tunnel went to the whorehouse. Right, right, right. Yeah. Holy smokes. That was a huge revelation. Yeah, huge revelation. I can't believe we didn't even uh, think about that. Yes. Yeah, that I love crazy. that scene. I love that scene, too, by the way. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay, I'm just here. Uh, where's his ride? Uh, <laughs> it was great. Mm-hmm. I I really do love their reactions. They feel so off the cuff. Yeah, it's almost like they they were saying like, "Oh man, we need to, uh, you know, we need to address you know how they would react." You know, it's almost seemed like that that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that that was big. Uh, I can't wait to find out. You know, ultimately what it is. Yeah. What what kind of implications are there with that? with that existing that i i feel like that actually has clearly that there's something really big going on there i don't know what but something really big is going on there yeah okay so um anything before we say uh goodbye that i i hope everybody continues to watch the show i hope that that didn't turn a whole bunch of people off no or it might have done the opposite 
<laughs> There's so much goodness in this show. There's still so much amazing stuff happening. Yes. Okay, so uh, how can people get you in social media and all that good stuff? I am at following bliss one on Twitter, and you can find me on the web at criticallaughs.com and moviesmakethemeal.com. You can get me at Kente F on Twitter. You can get me at Kente Ferguson on Instagram. You can get us at Indie Radio, I-N-D-Y Radio at Instagram. And you can go to, <coughs> excuse me, I almost did that. I almost got through that without coughing. Uh, you can go to our website. Uh, it's uh, Indie Radio, I-N-D-Y Radio dot org. And uh, we'll be back uh, next week with an all new episode. Uh, also, I want to say. Tomorrow we have a episode of the Spotlight at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Uh, we'll be joined by uh, celebrity publicist Taisha Bradley, and so that should be really cool. But we, I have um, an announcement to make uh, uh, that starting next Wednesday, we will be regularly doing this show right here, followed by the Spotlight. So, uh, so this, you know, this will be the last spotlight on Friday. So we'll do them back to back. So, nice. yes. And we have a guest, uh, we have a guest, uh, next week as well for the spotlight. So, uh, we have a lot of good stuff going. So I'm really looking forward to what's coming up. So we have Harley Whalen, an actor filmmaker who has a new film coming out. So, uh, looking forward to that. So a lot of stuff going on Sunday nights. At 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern, we have Talking About Walkers, a Walking Dead podcast. And then on Mondays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, we have Men and Women Talk, the Mars Venus show. And uh, that show will be talking about long-distance relationships. Mm. So that hey, should be for anybody who hasn't tuned into the Mars Venus show, it's definitely worth listening to. There are so many awesome, diverse ideas going on there. It's, it's worth a listen. You'll get hooked. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed doing that show. I always say that was the show that saved me. It kept me podcasting because I'd went through some real, uh, you know, bad stuff privately. Uh, my father passed away and, you know, it was just a real dark time. And I started doing that show around uh, sometime after that. And it was just cool to talk about stuff that, you know, other than TV shows and whatnot. And, you know, it was just a lot of fun, you know. So, so, uh, yeah. It was. It's a. It's a show I am very proud of, and uh, so um, that'll be it. Uh, we'll catch you guys. Have a great weekend. God bless and go Dodgers. Best baby shower ever. Let's open presents. Okay, it's a brochure from Westcom Credit Union. You're welcome. With a baby on the way, I thought you could use a better way to manage your money. Westcom is a member-owned, not-for-profit financial co-op, so they have low rates on loans and great yields on savings accounts. That's so beautiful. Westcom, the best bank for you may not be a bank at all. Westcom.org, federally insured by NCUA, certain terms may apply.